Hello, well, 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 welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. I'm your host, I am Danny from Toronto. Uh, today's episode all about poetry. I will, we will, I will be taking you on the scenes of a poetry um, uh, performance um, slash reading. Not exactly slam poetry, but uh, we'll get get to it. <laughs> it's uh, uh, by a friend of mine who stutters, wrote a book, and he'll be uh, you know it's a book launch and book launch slash performance. So more on that. But first, uh, some feedback. <laughs> I was a bit dramatic there. Hi, my name is Felix, and um, I'm only, I, I, and I'm only a little eleven-year-old with a stutter. Um, I'd like to thank all you stutterers out there who helped make the, 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 this website because it's a great way to communicate with other stutterers. Um, I have a tip. Stutterers, and that is to maintain eye contact because that sends a message of confidence that no words could ever say. And if you and if you feel and show confidence, then that then the other people also can perhaps relax and listen more intently to you. Last, I want to say to all people out there who think that stuttering is like it's almost a curse, is that Helen Keller, a girl who lived in the 1900s, was blind, deaf, and mute, and and he learned how to, to speak. Thank you, Felix. That was that. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Felix. That was amazing uh, feedback that you, that you, that you, that you gave. Um, you know, I've talked about. Uh, you know, I've talked about eye contact a couple of times in all these 162 episodes <laughs> that I've done, and it's one of those things for me that. I have to really keep in practice and lately well I've lost the practice so I'm gonna have to uh, get back into it so thank you for the reminder and uh, for sharing that great piece of advice and also fantastic example Helen Keller in all the episodes I've done I don't think I've ever mentioned Helen Keller considering that you know I am a bit of a fan of hers um, I have I have a book of all of her stories that she's written and um, and if you search YouTube, you know, you'll also find some movies that she's made or or at least film clips and such. So this was a girl, this was a woman who, you know, as soon as she realized, you know, the world she was in and she can communicate, nothing stopped her. And she traveled, she, um, you know, for a fan, I don't really remember much of what she did, but I do know. <laughs> I, I do remember an episode, I mean, a film that I saw where she was in a movie and she was riding a horse and blowing a horn. So, uh, fearless, fearless, fearless woman. And, uh, you know, a very great role model, too. 
So thank you for sharing that. The invitation is open to everybody to send in feedback. It's very easy. Go to stud go to stutteringiscool.com and you'll see on the right hand side a button that says send feedback. Click on it and you can use your 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 computer microphone to record um, an e um, a message <laughs> that gets emails directly to me, which I play on my show, which is what I just did um, uh, on this episode. So, uh, alternatively, you can record your own sound uh, file. You can use your smartphone. I know they come with audio recorders, and you can email it to me, coolstutter@gmail.com. Again, I'll play it. Don't worry about sound file I can convert it well now for the feature uh, presentation <laughs> so I have my friend David Stones with me who uh, is also releasing a book actually is this your first book this is my first full book your yeah first full, wow. yeah. full book I've I've been published before as a poet, oh, but cool. uh, oh wow, really? But in individual poems, most of my oh, life, okay. yeah. Nice. So, mm. before we get into your book, uh, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, um, I'm 64 years old. It's hard to believe, but I am. And uh, I don't know. I'm a I'm a quasi-retired um, communications uh, marketing guy. Uh, my career has been in that field, uh, advertising, etc., leading to some senior-level um, roles, especially in the healthcare field and healthcare-related disciplines. And uh, retired sort of in a quasi way about four years ago, and uh, uh, that has given me some time to do some writing, which I've always wanted to do. And about two years ago. I um, set about writing uh, a book of poetry and actually saving and collecting my work in an organized way, which I'd never done before. And about a year and a half later, I had uh, 100 poems and uh, grouped them into a book, which I call Infinite Sequels. And uh, so I should add to this that uh, I've been a stutterer my whole life, uh, as long as I can remember, mm -hmm. since I was a, an, almost an infant or coming out of infancy. And uh, I worked hard my whole life to overcome that. It's been a major feature of my career, and particularly since I was in uh, marketing, communications, public relations type work, and often in leadership roles where I, I had to speak a lot. So it's been a real, uh, I call it a feature of me. It isn't <laughs> a, a, a negative issue. It's, it's just an interesting feature of who I am. I like that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too many mm -hmm. people think that their stuttering is a bug, not not a feature. <laughs> well, uh, well, obviously, I've had those feelings as well sometimes. Yeah. For sure, the feelings of negativity and so forth. But uh, I've met many people. Um, the majority of people accept it as a part of who of who David Stones is, and uh, I find that. Uh, it's 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 as interesting a feature as uh, as other people having uh, you know two colors of eyes or <laughs> or interesting ears. Yeah. I have an interesting speaking voice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the way I look at it. 
So what yeah. are you? So what do your poems touch on? What are, What are the subjects? It is well, I write about. Or? No, no, I, I have written uh, one or two about stuttering, but um, I, I do write about the um, human experience. Uh, I don't write about landscapes or buildings or animals or things like that sort of tangible things i write about feelings so i write a lot of poetry about compassion about forgiveness uh remorse um um love and loss and um certainly about exhilaration and rejoicing so uh, the way i describe uh infinite sequels is that it runs the full the full gamut of human experience and human emotions and um, I like to think that there's a poem virtually about every aspect of, uh, of the human psyche. What uh, draws you to write poems on the emotions <laughs> and the psyche? That, that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm um, a graduate of, um, of English um, literature, and I was always uh, drawn towards writers, particularly from the 1920s on, the sort of growth of the psychological novel, if you will, and um, novels that um, you know delved into the human experience, and uh, and uh, so I think uh, that's where those that's where those roots emanated for me. And when I it came to writing poetry, I just I've just always been drawn in the same way that certain painters. Um, might you know paint in the abstract and uh, try to capture um, sort of like the depth and uh, dimension of human feeling as opposed to painting pictures of barns and sunsets. I'm uh, I'm I'm the abstract painter, I guess, in mm -hmm. words. Yeah. Very nice. So yeah. tomorrow is the big night. Is that your lunch? Your book yeah, launch? Um, tomorrow is my uh, is, is my big launch. Yeah, so Did you I, I have that. <laughs> the phone. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Someone's <laughs> trying to get me. I have a number of other um, uh, events coming up, but um, uh, tomorrow night's the big one. It's at the Arts and Letters Club here in downtown Toronto, and it, uh, it's going to be about as uh, little over a hundred people, and uh -huh. it is really the premiere of the book itself. Um, I think it's notable that I'm not not just launching a book. I'm also I've also uh, built uh, pretty well a one-hour um, one-man show where I play the role of the poet who wrote the book. And I'm not trying to be clever when I say that, Danielle. Uh, as a poet, sometimes you do have the feeling that you are a medium and you're in effect instructed to write poems uh, in effect through some alter ego. Mm. So the book is in effect written by a, a character, you might say, called the poet. And uh, of course, that's an alter ego uh, of, of myself. So I've built this stage play whereby I, I play the role of the poet and I perform um, uh, 23 poems from the book. So it's quite a sizable show. and. Uh, I'll find out tomorrow night how well it works. <laughs> so it won't be a poetry reading, like just you standing in front of a microphone reading from your book. You're actually going to perform. Like yeah, a that's, that's, or... 
that's exactly it. I had the, wow. the option of uh, doing some readings, and um, I have been doing that at the club. We, we have a poetry circle every Tuesday night. But I, I feel that that's kind of one-dimensional, if you will. And poetry is spoken word art as much as it is written art. And so I, I sort of started structuring readings, and the next thing I knew, I, I was... I had a beginning and an end, and I had a plot line developing, and I thought, you know what, I, I should develop this into a little show and do um, orchestral soundtrack under, etc. And wow. uh, that's what I ended up doing. I so totally did more... not realize this. I thought yeah. I'd walk into me, and I was kind of hoping a bit it would be, you know, that stereotype, you know, the beatnik club, you know, and we'd all be... Yeah. You know, snapping our fingers, applause, and <laughs> oh, you'll be doing that. You'll be doing that Saint too. Chris? I hope. Um, oh wow! Is that fact, actually true? <laughs> this is uh, such a show that uh, the audience is actually asked to hold their applause till the end because it, it's uh, what I call it is a dramatic progression yeah. of, of poems, and uh, it really can't be or shouldn't be interrupted by applause, even though I'm sure the audience will be will will. Uh, uh, have an enormous impulse to break <laughs> standing ovation, but it's going to be a very interesting evening. I yeah. think it's a, it's a rather a compelling idea. If I, you know, to be honest with you, uh, all uh, yeah. ego aside, uh, and um, it's interesting that because of the nature of launching a book like this, um, I can't put the show through any kind of preview, so it, it hasn't had any audience exposure. So. As I say, wow. I'll find out tomorrow how well it goes over, and uh, I just got my fingers crossed for it. Wow. And, uh, and let's not forget, um, I've been a lifelong stutterer, so yeah. uh, this was another reason why I pushed myself to do something um, rather extraordinary for me, and extraordinary, I think, for a stutterer generally, to, to put yourself into that type of spotlight like that at all uh, has taken some uh, some inner fortitude for me to, mm. to stick with it and <laughs> to develop bet. the show. And when those lights go down tomorrow night, Danielle, it'll be an interesting feeling in, uh, within me, I can assure you. So how are you feeling right now? It's the night before. What's running through your mind? Um, I worked hard. Uh, well... Well, the book is completed, and I have uh, copies here to sell tomorrow night, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, if you Google Infinite Sequels, David uh, Stones, you, you get uh, about 20 entries of different sellers from Amazon to, to Barnes & Noble to Indigo to Chapters to Kobo, etc. So I'm excited about all that. Uh, the show, I'm... I'm guardedly optimistic that it'll go well for sure I've prepared well for it I think I know what I need to do in terms of execution and uh, I've, I've done the right the right things to prepare so it's a matter now of like as they say showtime and execution and uh, I intend to do that the very best I can tomorrow night that's that's all I know <laughs> are you going well, to Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's it, yeah. Are you going to sign autograph copies and such? Yeah, yeah. well, as um, 
launching that, that's an important part of it. So mm-hmm. I'll be uh, um, selling books and signing them off uh, from seven till eight ish, and then eight o'clock till nine is pretty well the um, uh, the show side of things. And then from nine till ten again, we'll go back to the signing and uh, selling books. So it's from seven till ten overall, and uh, as I say, I have over a hundred friends and family coming, so it's going to be it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, and, uh, sounds like. And I intend to enjoy it. I intend to enjoy it. Okay. I, I was surprised how, how surprised how much I enjoyed it. In fact, I never quite made sense of poetry, and you can only make sense of poetry by hearing it read. True. Only, that only, is a good point. I only make sense of, 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 of theatre, of plays, by, hear, by hearing yeah. it performed. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember before the performance, you were flipping through his book and you were commenting how, you know, unfortunately in school, it's not taught by proper, you know, people to teach poetry. And then I said, yeah, poetry does seem to have like a, I guess the wrong character, the wrong image, reputation. Um, I, I've never seen it performed like this. <laughs> so this is great. This is great. Very, very different from if I was just going to read the book. <laughs> yes, you have to hear it perform. I mean, that's yeah, really and watch perform. It's also visual. Visual. Go to yeah. the concert. Go to the, go the to concert. The <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Great. It's Thank you. Good. Great. Thank you. And that was my quick conversation with Andrew Harding, a friend of mine. And uh, the two of us went to, uh, well, 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 it's obvious that you don't, that we both went to the performance. <laughs> BSAers may uh, recognize or remember uh, his name. So, um, yeah, a treat. Um, it's after your uh, second show, uh, this time in Stratford. What yeah. was it? It's two hours away, east, west, west of of Toronto, um, I guess. Stratford is about uh, hours, about an hour. It's about an hour and a half away that's from right. our, that's our, right. our Toronto that's home. Yeah, Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and how I did spent, it go? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, it went very well. Um, I I, um, I got a lot of friends out the Stratford way, of course. So I figured I had another whole audience that I needed to invite, and uh, it's in a very intimate atmosphere in the. Um, uh, in the church restaurant, and so we had about 65 people there, and um, it went very well. It's a much uh, smaller, um, intimate atmosphere than we have at the Arts and Letters. Wow, really? Because that well. was pretty yeah. intimate too. <laughs> it's pretty intimate, but but uh, this is actually an old um, an old church, mm. so it really is a a church. So it's got great acoustics, and they have a small stage area. At the front, it's kind of like a raised uh, platform in an octagon kind of thing, so you can actually face all aspects of the audience. Ah. It's a um, um, smaller area for me in terms of my small set that I use up there, but anyway, it went really, really well. Um, everything um, came off well technologically, and uh, I think working with a smaller group of people like that. Um, and in, and, in, and in an intimate atmosphere, you can relate to them better. Mm. So I sort of got into the show, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, very well. And I think uh, I pulled the part off well. And uh, 
I was quite pleased with it. All you can do up there is do the very best that you can. And at the end of the evening, say, I delivered the best I could. And uh, overall, I was uh, certainly very happy with it, with the result. Again, the feedback was really, really positive about it. And uh, I sold lots of books. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's also part. important <laughs> to me is to, is to sell some books. But again, I, I think uh, it's a great way to introduce um, um, uh, people to my poetry. And for some people uh, who don't read a lot of poetry, it was really quite interesting, too, to hear from them. Uh, they'd never been to a poetry um, reading before. They'd never been to a show like that before. And they found it quite intriguing and compelling. Myself and, uh, included. Really, yeah, oh, that's good to I've hear. I've never, and ever, it, ever been to one, yeah. Yeah, so it, it kind of gets people like that um, into poetry. Yeah. There was an old... Um, there was an old tagline for uh, Stouffer's uh, frozen food, and their advertising <laughs> tagline was uh, for people who hate frozen food. And I think to an extent, uh, my little show is for people who don't know a lot about poetry. I wouldn't say for people who hate poetry, but it's for people who don't have a lot of time for poetry, let's put it mm, that way. Yeah. And it gets some... Um, sort of inside the product and, and it intrigues them enough, I hope, to buy the book and read it and also to tell other people about it. That's what it's about. So you've made it accessible. I made it accessible. Mm. That's exactly it. it so is that uh, why you performed inside it? The work. Yeah, that's why I performed uh. it. Uh, as I said earlier, um, uh, I could have uh, just stood behind a podium and, and uh, read a few poems, which is what you'd normally get at a a launch event like that, uh, I took it one step further and sort of turned it into a show. And I think it, uh, again, it helped uh, introduce people to the work and get them uh, inside the poems in a way that otherwise they would not have done. Did you invent the term dramaticule? <laughs> no, is, no, actually, um, it's on, it's uh, dramaticule... Yeah, I actually got that word from uh, Samuel Beckett, and uh, he, he I think, invented the, the word uh, dramaticule. Um, Samuel Beckett did several dramaticules, and um, it kind of stuck with me, and I looked it up, and it, it's like a short uh, dramatic work of art kind of thing. And so that's pretty well what my show is. Um, a dramaticule. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So what was running through your head right before you were about to go on in Toronto and also in Stratford? Um, you know what? Probably not a lot, uh, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, I knew I had to be in a zone artistically. And I, I, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't want to be thinking about would I remember the poems? Did I actually have what I needed to have uh, memorized. Did I really have it down? I didn't want to think about stuttering. I didn't want to think about was I going to stutter or not? Was this going to be a good day or a bad day? I was just sort of in um, a blank universe. And when the music started, I just said, okay, showtime. <laughs> this is that. I can't get up and leave. And I can't do anything here other than 
uh, perform. And I'd worked really hard on that show. I'd worked so hard memorizing the poems and to be honest with you, to come back to the stuttering thing, uh, also working on certain uh, words and um, words and phrases that were problematic for me, I, I worked really hard to learn how to say them well. And it's just interesting, it's all uh, part of my theory about stuttering that, that you can overcome in certain situations for sure, simply by working hard. It's almost like um, reforming the neural pathways. But there's got to be a reason why. If you work really hard, you can um, you can actually deliver deliver the goods. But I went into this kind of a, a zone whereby I just didn't want to think about any possible impediments or possible problems or possible issues. I just wanted to deliver what I knew I could deliver. And I did try to think very, very positively. I've done this so well in rehearsals, usually alone, albeit. <laughs> but but uh, I know I can do it, and I know I can, I knew, I, I know I can perform it very effectively, and it'll be interesting to see what impact this will have on this audience. That's really where I was at mentally when that when the music started and the lights went down. <laughs> you know what? I, I just wrote an email to a friend about it, and I compared it to doing um, something extreme like skydiving <laughs> or doing, uh, doing a true. bungee cord into the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's like a yeah. bungee cord. Like it's like something very extreme. It's almost like um, it is indeed, you know, performance art. It's something that you might do once in your life. And... Um, and particularly for a guy who stuttered his whole life, is this was like the pinnacle to get up on stage and do a one-man show of your own, uh, of your own poetry in front of so uh, really, your friends. So you in will front see of my these friends people and again. Family. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could have created a more extreme, um, uh, potentially stressful situation, and it was the pinnacle of a. Uh, a lifetime working on stuttering for sure but I think even uh, more than that it, it was a lifetime of working out my poetry and my art and just wanting to share it with friends and family and I gotta say you know I was accepting by that point if I stumbled over a word here and there if, if something didn't come out the way I wanted it to um, I can totally live with that it's not the end of the world for heaven's sakes and I, I did feel I was probably going to deliver everything uh, quite smoothly. And if I stuttered here and there, then so be it. That's who I am. Um, I got to say, I didn't, I didn't want to have a, a major blockage whereby I, 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 could, I just couldn't get something out. But I've sort of got my speech to the point where that doesn't happen anymore. I can always find a way to get out of it. And uh, I've always said to people, that's a huge comfort. When you get to the point where you're pretty sure you're not going to have a blockage to the point that you simply can't get a sound out, then that's a great boost to your confidence because um, you learn pretty quickly that, that stumbling here and there and repeating the first or second syllable and so forth or very minor uh, blockages are, are something you can live with. And that's really, a, I think, an important tipping point 
uh, uh, for the road to recovery, or at least as recovery as much as we can, yeah. Did you have a stutter come up during your Toronto show or even this draftor? Because I haven't noticed anything in the audience. No, I, I honestly nice. did not. I oh, honestly okay. did not. And remember, too, you, you know me a bit, um, uh, Danielle. One, mm -hmm. one of the things I do is I read aloud every day. I've done this since I was um, probably about 22. I read a lot of Shakespeare. I read the Bible. I read poetry. I read it very emphatically, uh, very loudly if I can, if I'm alone. Um, <laughs> I was just about to ask, of, how does your wife feel about that? <laughs> well, she's not home. A great deal of um, intonation and, and emphasis and so forth. So it's a real practice in diaphragmatic breathing and, and forming words and so forth. And albeit I'm alone, so typically a lot of stutterers can talk quite well when they're alone mm -hmm. but it, it's just learning by uh, um, route you know you're you're working on the neural pathways every day and you're making a part of your of your work every day that you've got to get up and say I uh, um, I am a stutterer and I just have to keep working that and I did it with that show um, since uh, July pretty well did the show every day one way or another and um, the car was great because I had the soundtrack on my stereo uh, in actually both cars and then I could um, uh, drive along um, reciting my work loudly and emphatically and and just all the time I'm working on that speech as much as I am anything else trying to sort of make sure if because I knew I, I had certain words in there that I was really, I got to say, anxious about. I, I had trouble with peas, and I have a, a poem in there called Painkiller. And I have, to, so I have to say, and there's no, everything is completely silent, and I got to look out of the audience, and I have to say painkiller. That's say how it's like written that. in the book. Pain yeah. dot 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 killer. Yeah, it oh. is. Um, except in the title, it's not written that way. But in no. the poem, it is. In yeah. the poem, you're right, right, it, right, right, right. And it's poem, about yeah. it's about a guy. It's about a guy on painkillers, um, ruminating about the word painkiller. <laughs> so he ends up staring at it, and it and uh, and I wrote it when I was on painkillers for a, a oh, back wow. problem, and I just found myself just staring at that word and saying, what a weird word that is, painkiller. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I wrote it. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, leading up to the show, I was thinking a lot about, uh, gee, you know, can I say that word? Like, it'd be horrible to have that word, this complete silence. And I got to say, I got to say that word. What happens if it doesn't come out or I stutter on it? And But I'd worked, 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 worked. I went through all the all the mechanics of saying it, I deconstructed saying that word so that I knew exactly when to breathe, when to inhale, when to exhale, when to form the, the actual P, and it just came out pain killer. And I, I wasn't forcing it out, but I, I, I ejected it 
I ejected it from my mouth. Which worked Ejection because pain. because your performance was really um, emotionally charged, really dramatic. Yeah. So it just totally okay. fit, you know. Um, and this reminds me much. so much yeah. of um, there's there's a colleague that I have at to work, and for the life of me, I I stutter on every syllable on her name, and I keep trying to figure out how can I practice saying her name what technique mm. so so we should connect after <laughs> to talk <Yeah>. about <laughs> i'm gonna try your well, method i know it sounds easy to say well work 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 but um i think there is there are ways that uh for some of our stuttering we can actually deconstruct words and deconstruct sentences and really get beneath the epidermis of uh, word formulation and the breathing behind it and uh, yeah it's learning how to speak over again I mean it, it really is to an extent but um, I'm I'm 64 years old now so I've come a long way through the stuttering journey and uh, and um, if I can help any others you know persevere and uh, manage the process and I'm, I'm here to help um, I still stutter. I have bad days. I have good days. I have situations that I get anxious about, um, even at 64 years old. But basically now, I revel in the fact that I can basically walk up to anyone and talk. And I do it all the time. I talk way too much now. <laughs> I, 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 I really, My wife's like, would you shut up? You'll talk to anybody. Well, she doesn't get it. I just love talking now. I love doing it. <laughs> Listen to me now, Danielle. I you know. Shut me. up. Stop it. I'm running out of time. No, it's uh, a joy to be at that stage. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, uh, I, I'm, and I'm not here to say that stuttering doesn't bother me. It still does. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say, well, I'm, you know, beyond that. It doesn't bother me. It bothers me immensely. I try not to stutter. Um, but on the other hand, I think as stutterers, we have to say it's also not the end of the, not the end of the world. And, uh, life does go on and, um, you just, you just keep plugging away and, uh, you try not to let it bother you because that's not a good thing when it, it causes all kinds of stress and anxiety. Um, but it's inevitable as human beings that it is going to be, um, uh, bothersome for us for sure but uh, you know there it is great yeah anything else i guess not um where can people I, mean, I don't recall if i already asked this in the in part one where can people yeah. buy your book listeners well can purchase your yeah book. the <laughs> yeah the best thing to do the book is called infinite sequels and it's um a book of poetry and the best thing to do is simply google uh david stones with an s infinite sequels that would be four separate words and when you do that you'll be put uh, you'll be put in touch with about 25 or 30 um google entries which oh, is wow. quite thrilling now to see yeah but yeah. You'll, you'll see um indigo indigo chapters kobo amazon ebay um, as well. uh, Barnes wow. and Noble. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what to think when I saw used books on eBay. 
you know, your books on there. Wow, someone already. <laughs> somebody already bought it and threw it away. <laughs> that was me. That's quite humorous. <laughs> no. It's probably a good sign when, when people are, are uh, you know, they've purchased it, read it, and are moving on. It, that doesn't bother me at all. It's probably That's good... probably just the um, <gasps> yeah. publisher. They probably have a uh, shop on yeah. eBay that they're selling. Yeah. 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 So my publisher, and my publisher is Friesen Press, and Friesen mm-hmm. also has it on their website. And you can get it in hardcover, softcover, or ebook form. And my publisher tells me it's now available through uh, 25,000 booksellers worldwide. Wow. So, so you'll see it in the shops. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I don't know because it's a book of poetry. And poetry is largely, uh, it's a print-on-demand product now. Um, oh, okay. You know, even Indigo and Chapters have a very small poetry section. So they try to sell as much of that stuff through online ordering as they can. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it uh, in the stores here, and I, I'm hoping I do see it. But but I'm not necessarily counting on it. So we'll see. And we are in my car. It's a few days later. Actually, it's in 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 it's interesting to to note <laughs> for me anyway that uh, I recorded this episode over a couple of weeks (laughs) so I just wanted to to drop to drop in and mention that my book is finally available yay book is finally available for order (laughs) so it's $14.95 Canadian funds uh, and it is available um, on Etsy, it's a website where you could sell uh, handmade items as well as books that you've self-published, which is what I did. So you won't find this book on Amazon or in your bookstore. Um, you know, you can order it online from wherever you are around the world, and uh, you can pay with your credit card or with your PayPal account. And the link is too long to say in a podcast. So, but I made a special page for it and on my website at stutteringiscool.com slash book. And over there, there will be a link to my book, to the Etsy website where you could order my book. So for those who may not know, my book is a self-help book called Stuttering is Cool, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world. I don't think I ever mentioned that on my show. wanted to keep it a surprise until launch. Uh, and, it's, and I have my comics in there. I talk about all my experiences and tips on living with stuttering. So just like the t- t- title says, um, it's 74 pages, 69 pages of content. Um, and yeah, so it's a, so it's, so it's a thin book, um, and, you know, rather a quick read, but uh, it's a keeper, I hope, um, you know, whenever you need to pick me up or some advice, um, and you can hear some backstory about myself and my characters that you'll get to know, cartoon characters, and I hope, uh, to do more. So right now, it's only available as a physical book. 
So stutteringiscool.com slash book. I'll have the link in the show notes on my website. Look for episode 162. And, uh, you know, and in early 2014, I plan on having an, the ebook version um, uh, for the iPad, f- you know, hopefully for Android devices and the Kindle. I just have to figure out how to make them. I made this all myself, so no publishing company, no nothing. I'm my own publisher. <laughs> so. Thank you for listening, and um, uh, sorry, I'm a bit distracted because I'm driving. (laughs) May your stuttering always be with confidence. Thank you for listening. Ciao.